This is Shane Gibson's social media podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today we're going to talk about social media monitoring, or otherwise known as listening to people. I think this is a really important topic, and I know I've talked about it a few times in a different aspects, but I'm going to try to put it all together in one podcast, which means this is going to be a bit longer than normal. I'm also uh, putting together a bit of an amateur, I'm going to say amateur, uh, infographic as I've done it, but at least it's a flowchart and a condensed explanation of what I'm going to go over here in this podcast. So let's talk about these things here. Uh, Number one, I've broken into a few areas. One of them is principles and one of them is tactics for social media monitoring. I'm also going to briefly discuss some of the various tools available out there, but I'm going to shy away from the tools a little bit here because a lot of this going to have to do with your own due diligence and research. But I think no matter what tools you're using, you want to plug in some of these strategies and principles. So first off, on the principles side, I think number one, you have to know it's a full-time job. And what I mean by this is when you're monitoring and listening and observing, it is a full-time, always-on opportunity. Some of the most successful brands and individuals I know aren't nine to five listeners or twice a day listeners. What they do is they've got their social media monitoring set up so when urgent or important topics come on the radar or key influencers are active and interacting with their brand, they know it in the moment. Often the opportunity, and this is part of number number two, is it's a real-time opportunity. So principle number two is it's a real-time opportunity. So number one, it's a full-time job. Number two, it's a real-time opportunity. So for instance, if you're, let's say, I don't know, managing the Starbucks Twitter account, this is a bit of a stretch here, but if you're managing the Starbucks Twitter account, or even better, let's use an example of of Blends Coffee, a little biased because they're an organization that uh, we've done a fair bit of uh, partnership with, but also because it makes more sense because they're more hyper-local. But let's say you own a coffee shop and you're you're utilizing that Twitter account and someone checks in through Foursquare at a new location and says, hey, first time here. Well, the opportunity is in the moment that they're at that location, as they've posted that to Twitter, to interact with them while it's still top of mind and relevant and contextual for them. If you wait a day later and say, hey, so how do you like that blends? And now they're off at the beach or they're at work. It's not going to be the same level of engagement and the same opportunity to interact with them, sort of online, offline integration opportunity is not there. So number one, it's a full-time job. Number two, it's a real-time opportunity. And principle number three is watch for trends over time. So one of the things we're looking at is not just that we're monitoring uh, what's happening in the now, but also we're looking at trends, like trends of how often people check in at locations on Foursquare, for instance, or how often a certain topic is mentioned and what the sentiment is in comparison to a competitor, or how active certain particular clients are in different geographic areas. All these things, these trends begin to tell us a story of our marketplace. So too often, I think we just jump into social media monitoring, do a quick Twitter search in the moment. But what we missed is the trend and what's occurring over time as well. So yes, be in the moment, but also observe and gather that data. It can tell you a lot about where things have come from, where they're going, and what's next. Number four is go granular to maximize ROI. So that example I gave earlier on about actually interacting with one individual uh, versus just monitoring and adjusting your mass marketing based upon social feedback is really important. So in layperson's terms or in basic terms, and not getting too complicated here, is what we're talking about 
is the more specific you can get, the more focused you can get on individual markets, individual geograph- geographies, having conversations with people on specific Twitter hashtags or topics in specific regions, all of these things can help you develop and deepen the most important thing, in my opinion, which is, of course, relationships, which is an intimate understanding, not just of your market, but specific individuals and influencers and customers in the marketplace. So go granular to maximize your ROI, because in my opinion, ROI is very closely tied to ROR, a term that Darcy Rezac shared with me many years ago, and that's return on relationship. Our goal is to develop those relationships through granular, intimate, specific interactions, which those opportunities are often presented when we're monitoring effectively. Number five, and I'm going to sort of spare number five here for a minute, number five is go gorilla. In other words, Guerrilla marketing is about achieving conventional goals by unconventional means. So start to utilize these social media monitoring tools a little differently than your average marketer who's doing it more as a scorekeeping tool to share with senior executives in many cases instead of a tool to identify and engage with key influencers in the community in the moment in the right context. And last but not least is principle number six, which is it's personal. We say it's personal it goes back to not, to really uh, go granular to maximize ROI and even the go gorilla is that the real opportunity is that today, you know what, we're really in the middle of, and I mentioned this before, an intimacy revolution where customers, stakeholders, community are demanding to have intimate, relevant, unique, and authentic interactions with brands, major organizations, and individual other individuals in the community. So when we use these tools for social media monitoring, it is so, so important that we use them from the aspect of How can I use these tools? How can I monitor and listen to better know my market, to better know the individuals, and to specifically have interactions that are more meaningful to them? Therefore, building stronger relationships, stronger supports, and turning raving customers into advocates, turning casual community members into mobilized groups of people who are passionate about what's going on. And this all happens by making it personal. So although the old adage says it's business, not personal, it's my belief that social business is personal. Now, I'm going to talk about going gorilla a little later. <laughs> and I don't mean putting a monkey outfit on uh, and dancing around the neighborhood, which could be a gorilla tactic. Uh, but I'm going to talk about, again, achieving conventional goals by unconventional means. Using some of these social media tools, uh, everything from Twitter lists to monitoring Foursquare check-ins to Google blog search, a little differently uh, than your competitors may use them to, again, deepen those relationships and gather more business intelligence. But let's go back. We talked about principles, but let's talk about tactics or strategy for your social media monitoring. The first thing you need to do, and of course this is pretty obvious, this pretty well starts with every strategy that I've put together for social marketing, social media marketing, is number one, identify target market or target markets. Know who you're trying to reach out to. Know who you want to connect with. This becomes very important, obviously, because if social media and monitoring, successful social media monitoring and ROI is driven by making it personal, if you don't know your market, it's going to be pretty difficult. That comes from a content and monitoring strategy. So know your markets. Number two, find your likely platforms. So based upon your markets, where do they hang out? Is it blogs you're going to be monitoring? Is it the Twitter sphere? Is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn groups? Uh, are you monitoring uh, YouTube posts and comments? What is it? Are you digging through Quora for key interactions and influencers and thought leaders? What is it? So I think the key factor is to identify the likely platforms and do two things. 
invest in monitoring heavily the platforms which they use today, but also look into the future and ask yourself, what are the likely tools or platforms they will use in the near future so that I can monitor them, be part of them, and make sure that as they move in that direction, I'm there. Number three is choose your key terms. What are your core search terms you're searching for? I think too often people just monitor for mention of their brand. What I often monitor, I suggest my clients monitor, is also just monitoring keywords and key terms and topics and other brands that your target market discusses, interacts with, uh, has an opinion on, uh, positive or negative, uh, or you know, from a hobby perspective to a core mandate perspective, what are they talking about online? What are they interested in? So think, again, working around the target market, working around the topic, listening around the topic, not specifically for it. Uh, for instance, I don't know, if I owned a, um, a building supply company in a region and I was targeting homeowners, uh, I might not be able to find many homeowners talking about doing their deck, but I may be able to tune into realtors, plumbers, other people, contractors who are catering to that market on the social web and connect with them uh, and identify other topics that target market would talk about. So when you choose your key terms, don't just pick the obvious ones, but pick the ones related to your target market. In addition to this, a very basic one is with every one of your clients that you have, at least not every one, but your key clients, your most profitable one, is I make sure that I'm monitoring each of their first and last name combined with their company names or their neighborhood or geographic area if relevant to make sure that any mention of them online I'm aware of. So I know if my competitors are talking to them, uh, if they've just received an award, if something shifted in their business, I really, really make sure that I'm also monitoring key clients and competitors in that same way. Number four, choose nano markets as well. So I talked about this before briefly and identify your target markets, but one of the things I do on a regular basis is make sure that I'm not just monitoring uh, for a specific industry segment, but segments within certain geographic regions or certain types of people within those segments so I can understand more about that business and again be more relevant in my communications, my conversations, and also just finding good opportunities to engage with individuals within those smaller markets. Number five, know your purpose. Why are you using social media monitoring? So for some people, they want to extend their brand reach, and they really just want to monitor the impact of their messages across the web. Okay, This is often a consumer-based model. Uh, It could also be a policy-based model. Maybe you're an organization that's pushing certain economic or social policy, and all you want to know is you're getting the message out. So that you're going to be monitoring different things. If you're looking at influencer outreach, well, from an influencer outreach perspective, you're obviously going to monitor key influencers, the interactions with them, what's important to them, and the impact your activities are having on them. Uh, Competitive or guerrilla intelligence is much different. If you're monitoring for competitive or guerrilla purposes, which I'll get into in a few moments, then obviously you're going to be monitoring different things, different topics on different platforms. And lastly, of course, is just general business intelligence. So... All of this, what's going to, you're going to use the same tools, but you're going to be searching for different things and you're going to be looking for different trends in the data in your social media monitoring. At the end of it, though, I hope that it all still drives interactions with specific individuals driving real relationships. So let's talk about going gorilla here for a brief moment. I think going gorilla is just a few ideas when I talk about gorilla tactics. So we talk about Twitter hashtags, which 
those you don't know, one of the ways that topics are organized is there's you know 110 million updates a day on Twitter, and if you're looking for updates specifically about um, I don't know coffee. Or how about organic farming? Obviously, you're going to need to be... You can't read 110 million tweets to find the 50 people who are talking about organic farming in your region. What you need to do is use Twitter hashtags in many cases. So the obvious way to do it is just search by topic and see who's tagging those topics or updates with that specific topic. But what I also see using Twitter hashtags is for a slightly different purpose. Um, I'm going to monitor customer events, conferences, festivals, launches, special days, anything, marketing programs, anything that they tag with a hashtag. I'm going to be monitoring these things on a regular basis just to see what's going on in their marketplace to understand more about them. But I'm also going to be monitoring competitor topics or competitor events, competitor promotions, so that I'm really looking for two things. I'm identifying the other stakeholders who they interact with, and I'm going to start engaging with their stakeholders or monitoring their stakeholders to see what makes them tick. In addition to this, it tells me a lot about even the cycle of marketing that my competitors use or what the core messaging they are putting across the market is. Uh, Another way, of course, uh, from a Twitter perspective is lists. So I'm going to follow lists that my customers make mostly to see what they're truly interested in, what kind of information they think is valuable. Uh, I'm also going to find Twitter lists that my competitors have put together, obviously, and I don't know why people do this, but a lot of people will take very interesting lists that they've put together that they're using for business intelligence and make them public on Twitter. And so if your competitors do this, what a great opportunity to go through, engage key stakeholders your competitors think are interesting, and, and kind of pilfer their list. For back of, lack of a better term, they've done the hard work to find the influencers, get out there, listen, monitor, and interact. And then, of course, your lists. One of the things I suggest from a social media monitoring perspective is when you identify a key influencer or a key target group is to make sure you get them on a list and then make that list private, but then actively really, really monitor that list for opportunities for engagement. And engagement should be done with intensity, consistency, and a how-can-I-help focus. It's a really important aspect here. So the idea is even I'll even go beyond the social, beyond the Twitter list and keep people who pop up, who the relationship begins to deepen, I then pull them into a social CRM tool, uh, whether you're using Salesforce.com, Pivotal, uh, or any other type of contact management tool, which allows you to pull in social data as well as regular contact information. So another way to use Twitter, uh, which I alluded to earlier, uh, was uh, Foursquare. So what I do, what I suggest, if you've got a retail-based location where your competitors have people checking in on Foursquare at their locations, whether you're a restaurant or you're a clothing goods, uh, clothing store, uh, sporting goods store, electronics store, is I'm monitoring within my region people who on Twitter have checked in via Foursquare at various locations. Then I'm following those people, interacting with them. And using a variety of two-way conversation and promotions to get them into our locations. So that's another way to do it. In addition to this, uh, one other key factor we look at from a Twitter perspective uh, is really, really thinking about domains. So typing in yourdomain.com will give you an indication of anybody who's tweeting links to your domain. You can do the same thing for competitive domains. So you can identify people who are your fans, but also you can identify competitors' fans by putting your their your competitors' domain.com into Twitter search. It'll pop up anybody who's linking to their domain, and also your customer 
domain.com, seeing who's linking to their sites, seeing what type of promotions they're doing, and finding ways to support it and engage their community as well. So those are some Twitter, I would say guerrilla Twitter tactics to really begin to engage deeper through monitoring. Uh, I just do a quick tip here because uh, I know I've been going for a while now on this blog uh, and podcast post, uh, is Google search. I go to blogsearch.google.com, and what I'm looking for is anybody who recently linked to a competitor's website. So what I do is I type in link, colon, no space, HTTP, uh, colon, forward slash, forward slash, uh, mycompetitorsdomain.com, and what pops up, then I set it to the last 24 hours, and then what happens is I subscribe to it as a feed. And then every time a new link is created to a competitor's domain, I see who's supporting them, voting for them, or having a conversation about them. And then I reach out and engage that competitor stakeholder, whether it's through a comment on their blog, it's through a type of promotion, a free offer, you name it, or just a quick hello on Twitter if I can find them there and begin the conversation. So I've gone through a fair bit here, but I think what we look at from a social media monitoring perspective is that we've got to realize, again, that it's a full-time job. It's a real-time opportunity, being in the moment. It's about also watching trends over time. It's about going granular, if at all possible, getting gorilla, and most importantly, understanding that it is personal. That the purpose of social media monitoring is not to keep score and get little stars on your report card from the marketing department. It is to, in essence, find opportunities and organize around developing deeper relationships with customers and stakeholders. Ideally, you can't out-tweet many of your competitors, but you can develop deeper relationships with your key stakeholders and customers by listening more intently and interacting with relevant conversations and responding with relevant content. So this is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. If you have any comments on this post, I'd love to see it at ClosingBigger.net. You can also tweet me at Shane Gibson. If you're looking for a speaker at your next conference on social media marketing, social CRM, or social media community building, you can email me, shane at socialize.me, or again, tweet me, at Shane Gibson.